Did um, did you guys? I feel like I'm going to know the answer to this with Willie, but I'll ask anyway. Did you guys read fantasy novels at all when you were like growing up? Yeah, you nope. I, like I said, you don't even need to answer, Willie. Did you did, did you at all, Paul? No, I'm not. I'm, I've never been a fantasy person. I've always been a sci-fi person, which I know like the lines between those things can be virtually non-existent. Yeah, but, but but especially when you're a kid, I feel like there's a definite difference. Like it's like basically like, do I want space or do I want castles? Like that's kind of. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know what Dra- I mean. Dragons. Yeah, dragons, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Lasers so, or magic. Yeah, so, you know, I watched, or watched, I, I read Lord of the Rings probably when I was like, I don't know, like 12 or so, like somewhere around there, I think is when I read The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. And then, like, right around that time, I got into, through a friend, I got into this series called The Wheel of Time, which is these uh, novels written by this guy named Robert Jordan. It was actually a pen name. Um, and there were like three of them, I think out at that time and they ended, ended up being 14 novels and they were fucking Whoa. like, yeah, they, like, Whoa. like they were big fucking novels. Um, and they ended like not that long ago. Like it's probably long ago now, but it doesn't feel that long ago. Like it's probably like 10 years ago or so that like the last one came out. Uh, Robert Jordan actually died midway through and they got some other dude to complete it, like kind of in his oh. like tone. And all that, which probably wasn't actually the worst thing in the world because they started to lose their way a little bit. But anyway, um, they, you know, cre- he created this world and like there was a lot of like he did a really good job world building and did all this. And I say all this because Amazon basically has started adapting these novels um, into this Wheel of Time series. And so they they had the first season um, this past fall slash winter uh, that came out. And so it's something that I was like both excited for and like approached with a lot of trepidation as you can kind of imagine Mm. where it was basically like this was one like this ended up being one of like the like book series that like you know i don't don't want to say it defined my youth because that's like a little strong but it was like it was one of those ones where it was like i read this and it's like and it's like a big deal to me and it's like and it's not like fucking lord of the rings or whatever so it's like not necessarily that like it, it was a best-selling series, but at the same time, like it was always exciting to hear, like run into somebody that like it's like, oh, you read these? Like you know it too? Like it was, you know, it was almost like a secret handshake kind of thing. So like coming out, it was like a little bit like, wow, I can't believe they're doing this because it feels like it would be very hard to like adapt it to to like a a movie or show or something like that. And then at the same time, like I'm very worried they were gonna fuck it up, right? So. What they did in this series is I think the first season, I think it's eight or nine episodes. I can't remember now. And they adapted basically the first book of the series through that, through those first nine episodes. And it's good. Like that, that's what I would say is like, like on the one hand, they did not fuck it up. It's like, you look at it and it's like, wow, like this is a credible version of this world certain things they've done like they it looks really good they've put a lot of money into it and you can you can definitely tell that um as as you watch um and then at the same time there's like parts of it where it's like i don't totally agree with all the adaptation choices they made and it feels like this is a show that it's like this could have been a really good show and there's something holding it back yeah like that's amazon yeah yeah i know right like what in all honesty like amazon always makes I don't think they make a lot of bad shows. They always make like pretty good. Right. They never make a great show. It's always just like pretty good. Right. Like probably the best. I mean, 
you watch it. I don't. But like the, the show that gets the most praise from them is probably Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Right. Like that's which is a very different uh, yeah. show, to be fair. I take it back. That show is great. OK, but it's a very different show. It's, you know, it's, it's yes. a comedy. It's and comedy. It's like, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's very, very different. But yeah, I, I, I know exactly what you mean. I do feel like that. Some of it is that it's like, yeah, like with Amazon putting this on, it just feels like it's like, right, the show will have a floor. But like it also kind of has a low, a lowish ceiling. Like it's never like whereas like, you know, if I mean, this is easy to say because we just had Game of Thrones for a while. But it's like if like HBO would put the show on like it, it had a chance to like really rise up mm-hmm. high. Um, one Even of the, um, the was it Showtime stars. I don't know. My parents were all into the book Outlander and they they're crazy about that show. I don't mm-hmm. know if the visuals are fantasy in that way or not, but. They, they love the show yeah. Outlander on stars too. I know almost nothing about that show, but like, yeah, it feels like it has like a really rabid fan following mm-hmm. Outlander. So, so this show, so, so wheel of time, like the best thing they do, I would say is that she's not the main character, but she's kind of like there, there's a, they, they call them, they call them ice to And basically what they are is like, they, they are magic wielders and they're all women in, in this universe. And, the, the the character who like is kind of like in, in a way you could kind of see her as like the Gandalf of like the show. Like she's like the wise person who kind of herds them along, um, although she's a little more ambiguous in, in terms of like what her motives are. Um, but she's the one kind of name person in the show. Um, and they cast Rosamund Pike as as that person. And she's fantastic. Like she's definitely the for the part they did the best about the show was they cast like a really good actress in that role and she's really good and it makes like the whole thing like like it really improves how watchable it is like in in terms of how compelling it is whenever she's on the screen because it's like yeah it's like there's a but it also kind of shows you I think when you're watching it a little bit where it's like there's a bit of a divide between her and like the other cast members where it's you know and just in terms of like the acting level generally when you see her it's like wow like it's like these scenes are great and then like you know scenes between other people it's like they're not bad but like <clears throat> i feel like you can see their inexperience a little bit like it's a lot of no-name actors and i don't mind that you know it's like they could become famous and and some of them are decent but like yeah it's a little iffy so like the the conceit behind the show at, at least the way it starts is that it's like you know it's it's this world you know like most fantasy worlds it's kind of like in this kind of medievalish time and um, this, this Aes Sedai, her name's Moraine, she travels to this small village called the Two Rivers, and she's looking for people there. And basically, there's like one out of like five of the people in the village. Like there are these five people in the village. They're all kind of they're friends with each other. or They kind of know each other. But it turns out they're all like very important people. Like they, they all have like something special within them. And one of them, she thinks, is destined to be this person called the dragon, which is like this person who's you know this like person who's like going to fight like the forces of darkness and fight like the the sauron character more or less and this is like a conflict that takes place and like over and over again like yeah it's mm-hmm. it, like this world is like a world where like things cycle through and like you know basically every like however many years there's like a, it almost feels like the matrix that way there's like a there's a fight between like the good guy and the bad guy and then like everything kind of resets and that's like the way the world works kind of um, I'm saying this in like very, very, very dumbed down terms, but that's kind of how it is. And so like that's like the first season is basically like her taking them and they have to like escape from their town because basically the bad guy's forces are like looking for them, too. And 
the whole thing, like if you if you've if you're familiar with the Lord of the Rings story, like the whole thing kind of parallels the Lord of the Rings a fair amount. And I think that was intentional. When when this guy, Robert Jordan, wrote the first book, I think he was kind of writing it like Lord of the Rings to kind of have an easy entry point a little bit like the later books, which I think are better, kind of diverge from that a fair amount. And so I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with the later books. But but I do feel like overall I'm looking forward to the to the other seasons, but it's like I don't know whether I would say it's like a show I'd recommend. It's it's hard because I'm coming at it from someone who knows the story. I feel like if you didn't know the story, maybe you'd think this is fine. Like maybe you'd be like, oh, yeah, this is good. Like this is, it's a good story. Like it's fine. Like because a lot of the things I don't like about it are things where it's like they changed it from the book and I don't understand why they did this. You know, like, it's like mm-hmm. stuff like that or like. I don't like that they took so much time with like this other story that I know means nothing in the grand scheme of things. Like, like it's stuff like that, like adaptation choices. Yeah. I mean, that was going to be my question is like, how approachable is this for someone who is not familiar with the source material, which I would imagine, like, I mean, you said the movies were big, but the books were big, but like the books were also a long time ago. And like how many people would be familiar with them? I, I will say, I think they've made it very approachable for someone who does, because I think they probably knew that people weren't going to be very familiar with it. So I think they've made it very approachable. Um, like, you know, there are little tips of the hat to, I think, things that like people who read the books would know, but like none of them are necessary at all. And I think they do a pretty, I, I will say, I think they do a pretty good job of explaining like the rules of the world, so to speak, like how magic works and like who who different people or who different factions are and stuff like that. Um, and, and there's some, some things that they describe in the books, like sites they see or like as they go across the world and stuff that they do mm-hmm. a pretty good job of showing. And then there are other things that I think like they don't do a great job of conveying. Like, like this is also, I think kind of an issue with game of Thrones, honestly, that like, I don't feel like you ever get a really good sense for how big or small the world is from the way they're, they're traveling. Um, which, you know, it's like if, you know, when you read fantasy novels when you're a kid, it's like they always have maps in them. Like there's always like a map on like the front cover or somewhere in the book. And you can always get a sense. You can always go back to the map and be like, oh, they're in this city and they have to get to that city. Like that's way across the world or whatever. But it's like that's always an issue. Like they kind of got around that with Game of Thrones in that the opening credits was always a map. Basically, they kind of showed you where all the things were, which was probably an effective way to do that. Um but I feel like that is one thing that I realized like going through. It's like, well, I know where these places are, but I don't feel like they're given a really good sense for like how much ground they're covering when they're like going from like one city to like some other place. Right. So you mentioned that there's what, 14 books or whatever in the series. Do you, do you think <laughs> yeah. there are going to be 14 seasons of this show? Is that like the idea here? I don't. I mean, obviously, some of that depends on how well the show does, um, sure. but I don't think so for a couple reasons um he robert jordan's one of these people who like he like in later books he fell in love a little too much with his world and Mm -hmm. like there are a few books where it's like the story almost grinds to a halt for like a book because it's like he's going from like 20 different places and showing like here's what's happening with these minor characters and then like all of my major characters are split up in different places so i have to show you what happens with all of them and then if i remember correctly there are two books where it's like one book is like what takes place with half the characters and the next book is like what took place with the other half of the characters during the same time. I know it got really excruciating. Let me, let me tell you like waiting for like two years or three years for a book to come out and then being like, ah, fuck. Like, it's like, this isn't even all the characters (laughs) like, come on. So like, I I think I did. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, they're and they're, you know, like I said, they're long. They're different sizes, but they're long books. Um, like they're all probably like hardcover, you know, probably at least 500 pages each. Um, and some of them quite a bit more. So but, I, I assume you like this enough. You're going to keep watching for now. Yeah. Like un- unless it like really starts screwing things up. And like they've definitely changed around a few things enough where it's like, I'm not sure how I feel about like 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 they're giving certain things to different characters than they would have otherwise. And uh, yeah, I, some of that I can understand where it's like, you know, you, you need to like make things interesting for all your characters, like in the in the way where like in a book you can just like get to a chapter and be like boring. It's about this person. Like I'll just skim through it and then get to the next part. But like if it's like a whole like subplot in a tv show it's like you don't want that like you don't want it to just be like it's like ugh, like just have to sit through this part the whole time so like i know you're allowed to skip parts of books that's why i didn't read back then (laughs) i mean i didn't skip them but there were definitely parts where you pay more attention and parts not so much i mean there are i i feel like i'm looking forward to like one thing that i always thought that 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 this series did really well is like the climaxes of each book Besides the the first book, I always thought had one of the weakest climaxes, but the next few books, like where the story like ends up at the end, like the big confrontation, whatever it is, like they're really cool and like very like memorable. And I'm looking forward to seeing what the show does with them. If they fuck those up, I might be out at that point (laughs) because it's like because that's kind of what I'm like, like this next the second book of the series ends with one of my favorite scenes. And it's like, yeah, if you fuck this up, like then it's going to be like, well, why am I watching if like. I'm waiting for the like great scenes at the end. And then it's like, you just mess those up. So, right. yeah, so we'll see, we'll see where it goes. I'm definitely, I don't think it was a bad show, but like, I'm, I'm not sure what to make of it. And again, like I know some people who like do the series, who, who saw the series as well. And I feel like I saw very similar things where like people were like a mix of like, wow, it's like cool seeing this on the screen after all these years and actually seeing it adapted and then other people being like, I don't like what they did to the characters. Like I want the characters who were in my head back, which, which I also get. How many, how many episodes was the first season? I think it was eight. I'm pretty sure it was eight, eight episodes. I think it could have used another episode or two. Honestly, I Mm -hmm. I did feel like things kind of wrapped up. Like it was like, like they slowed things down for one episode where it was like some, some subplot that isn't even in the, isn't even in the book takes up a large part of it but i kind of got it because they were kind of they were using that to world build a little bit and it's like okay <clears throat> but then it got to like the last couple episodes and it's like you have a lot of shit to do in these last couple episodes mm. and then it's like they like race through it and even included some stuff that doesn't happen and it was like kind of like yeah i don't know i didn't know how i felt about how the last two episodes wrapped up that's the other thing i would say I mean, I, I think it's like intriguing and all that. The, the, the thing I'm always afraid of is like the thing that happened like when I tried to watch Game of Thrones was just like everybody looks the same and they have all these weird names. I don't know who anyone is, and like I am just completely and utterly and totally lost, and, and I have nothing and, to like grab onto. Right, and that could end up happening with this show. I would say the first season isn't like that, like because there aren't that many characters yet. But as a series. Like there are definitely a lot of characters who enter into it. Now I'm sure the show is going to cut some of those out because it's like, good God, like there were so many (laughs) like, Mm -hmm. like little minor ish characters, but you get like a chapter with them and stuff like that. And they just won't do that. But I could see it having the same issue down the line where it's kind of like, there's a lot of people to remember. Cause yeah, Game of Thrones definitely had that where it's like, and, and like you said, like so many of them like look the same. Like I remembered, the first like three episodes of game of thrones or so like not it feels weird to say now but like not 
being very unsure whether it's like are is like like Theon Greyjoy and Rob Stark are different people, right? Like like I really wasn't sure for a few for the first few episodes. Like it's like am I just like seeing the same guy twice? They look very oh, different now. Now that I saw it, big but, big cast. Yeah, I mean, I I had that problem with when I watched the first episode. It was just like I don't even know how many people are in this show because right. and like like I don't know what anybody's names is and like and like they're talking to people. It's like is that the person who was in the last scene? I'm not sure. Like I don't know if that's you know that kind of it took me a minute to get into that show. I think I watched. I think the first season is eight episodes and I think I watched six of them and I bombed out because I'm like, I don't even know what a Lannister or like everybody had these funky names. The second time I watched it, like I watched it with Wikipedia so I could be like, helps. okay, it helps. I'm going to yeah. read and remember who this person is. Yeah. No, it definitely, it definitely helps. After I, after I watched the first season of Game of Thrones, I read like between the first and second seasons, I read all the books. Oh, geez. Yeah. And so that helped afterwards. Afterwards, it's like, okay, now I know what's going on. Weird way to end it, but. <laughs> I was going to add a like, Game of Thrones note. I mean, generally speaking, some. do you think it's better for those things that are adapted from books to be familiar with the source material already? I honestly don't know. Like, I, I do feel like I like. I feel in, in Game of Thrones case, until it got to the end where nobody liked the end, um, I think it helped me. With this show, I'm not sure. You know, mm-hmm. uh, honestly, like with this show, I almost feel like I might enjoy it more not knowing what was happening. I think it was, was best happening. to not know for Game of Thrones, man, because there was just there's a lot of oh shit moments. There were. Like... I, I, yeah. And you, you get to the oh shit moments a lot. In a, in a weirder way like knowing what was happening for the biggest oh shit moment of game of thrones like knowing what was the going into it, it yeah it's like a lot more of like the person you're watching it with like being like mm-hmm. like see, like <laughs> trying not to like trying to hold it in the whole time you know as somebody who um has hasn't seen really game of thrones but like does live in like the world like yeah. i have this probably very weird view of what i think the red wedding is like i think i know what people are talking about when they're talking about that but i don't really what do you know. think it is i think it's a it's it's a wedding that happens where something happens and like everybody fucking dies like the whole the, like it's just a fucking murder fest it's actually just yeah, it's, it, a- it's just actually a wedding where everybody wears red and like people are horrified because it's like you're not supposed to wear red to a wedding. Yeah. And there's that guy singing in the front, "Lady in <laughs> Red." Yeah, they got they got Krista Berg out of retirement. And you're like, wow, this is a really weird episode. Yep, that's why everyone was so shocked. It's I'll like bet. that took a left turn. <laughs>